it's great to have you here. It's great to be here. I was like, oh my god, I was on time. I, I don't like being on not on time, and that just pissed me off. But it was because of the non melanin recessive people. The I know. <laughs> I live in a melanin recessive neighborhood, and I am the known as the melanin dominant nice family on the corner. Okay. So tell me more about that, just a little bit. How does that go? I, I so many many years ago, I lived in like the center of town, um, and everybody used to be at my house all the damn time um, because I'm that person, right? And so while that's always nice when you're raising a family, um, you don't necessarily need to have everybody always like just stopping by because they're in the in the neighborhood. It's mm. like oh. Who are the people in your neighborhood? Oh, let me go to the house house. Let me go to let me go to your house house. Right. Well, then y'all let's go. And while that was fun, um, as they got older, um, you know, I didn't. I want a. I, you know, this time I was getting divorced. I didn't want to be. Um, I have this rule. Can we curse on your show? Oh yeah, let me let me get that. Here you go. It's all yours now. I said, I said no. Can we curse on your show? Let me know. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, go ahead. I want to hear you fuck. I don't want to hear you flush, and I don't want to hear you fight. Period. <laughs> so I moved out of, you know, moved out of town and moved up into the woods. And so I live in the back cave, and you have to like, it's an undisclosed location, and you have to know where it is. And if you don't know where it is, shame on you. Which means you should call somebody first before you just try to roll up in this busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! For real, that's crazy. Yeah, go ahead. This is feel free. Welcome to the playroom. This is this is where you get comfortable. I, this is why I build the podcast because I I really talk about all these different things. But at the same time, I know that conversation is where it's at. So I'm down for that. So yeah, feel free. Yeah, go ahead. This is this is the real you. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Exactly. So, like, when you think about it, I, I, I was also seeing how, like, you're with your music, who you are, and I'm also a musician, too, because I'm a self-taught drummer. So, it, it grows into that rhythm, teamwork, mental breakdown, psychology, business, then I've now morphed that into something I can actually work with. So, for you, how has your experience been? Because the name, your name is really different and it's unique first of all so you know i want to get to know more and it's going to be a two-piece um podcast and i'm excited because <laughs> why'd you make that face exactly like choose one <laughs> so the first one the first one is going to be about like ladyholly.com and then, you know, when we're going to go into the premium podcast, um, premium part, and that's, you know, 30 minutes in. And it's going to be very interesting how, you know, I, I love that audience where you can express yourself like you asked because it's good you asked because you never know, <laughs> you know. So I was like, yeah, OK, definitely. By that time, we can be able to understand, OK, you, there are two sides. You know, you can be able to really understand that. What is that alter ego? Where is that, you know, where is that demeanor? But that doesn't happen to everybody because it's not supposed to be for everybody. So we're going to talk more about that. You said what? Oh, that's right. It's not like that. You said it's not for everybody. And that's that exactly how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me more. Um, so, 
you know, I'm one of those young people that came out of my mother's womb and was self-navigated. So I told my mom what I wanted to be, what I was going to do, how many children I was going to have. And I've hit those milestones. Um, so I was pretty self-navigated. Um, um, I was an artsy kid, so I was a theater major. So I am a thespian by background. So, uh, okay. you know, I had a lot of voices and all that stuff. And I've worked for tons of folks. Um, and, uh, you know, went to the fame school and then went to the, the international art school. And um, then I, tr- I got the bug because my uh, abuelita and, and my grandmother, and my father, like whatever you want to call grandma, I had the Rosalind Russell version of a grandmother from Auntie May. And wow. she'd be like, oh, let's change the living room. Let's do this. Oh, go to the European school. Oh, eat with your left hand. Oh, do, don't let's, you know, I wanted to open a tree house club and she was like you need to read robert's rules and orders and i was like what like i just want to i just want to like a tree house like friends like a, like a club like you know, kick it read the book exactly like, <laughs> <laughs> but she was no joke and so um out of out of my, my mother's three children i got to spend the most time with her because she was retired or retiring um in what i call the one percent club so she had made her money um she was very big on always having a grind, always keeping your intellect intact and um, staying sharp. And she was instrumental in telling me about when I was going to procreate to make sure that I had, uh, that I procreated with a black man. Otherwise, I would not be able to keep our bloodline pure because we were already so um, multi-ethnic. And so she was like, if you really want a black baby, you have to have sex with a black man. And I was like, you know, like, whoa, right? No babies with nobody, like at 13. But she was planting seeds. I didn't understand the wisdom. I overstand it now, but I didn't understand the wisdom then, right? Um, and then she told me I was because I was um, an intellectually gifted child, and uh, they used neuro linguistic programming to get me to learn things. So if you give me a tape in my ears at night, I would probably wake up and be able to speak a whole other language. I speak Russian, so Gabriel Paluski Ochin Harasho. I'm a Sabinello, like I'm learning my, uh, uh, I love Amharic. I think that Amharic is sexy, so I'm trying to, uh, either my Mogadishu friends or my Ethiopian friends are going to help me get my Amharic, uh, like, Ishilama, like, there's a certain stuff about it that's like, it's like the Portuguese, it's like the African Portuguese French. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a mixture. <laughs> wow. Uh, we, me uh, llamo, uh, you know, in terms of like uh, Spanish, so in terms of me uh, like, so at home we speak a plethora of languages, and like even my daughter, my youngest daughter is learning Korean, so. You know, I pass that on to my star seeds, and so um, my daughter speaks five languages because she's an opera singer and uh, vocalist. Wow. So, um, you know, I built a better six million dollar man. So we're artsy in this family. Like, if you come to like the holidays in my house, you better be prepared to sing or play an instrument. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like bring it together. As we're in between the coquito and the 
the pumpkin pie and the cheesecake, you know, somewhere in there, there's some singing going on and some caroling. We love the fact that we all can sing, you know, like it's, it's like the Von Trapp family times, but we lack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You build that dynasty, you build something that is, you know, that's prideful and also at the same time humbling to have because it's 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 a true blessing you know it's it's a really good feeling too because now you're like okay now i can i can see myself in that space so it creates that aura and now you think different you know because you know what you're doing oh yeah oh yeah most definitely most definitely so um but singing always so i think i did my first commercial at probably 14 years school, did a public service announcement. Um, I've always done like uh, Whoopi Goldberg changed my life when I saw her one woman show, um, and Dream Girls, yeah, so Cheryl Ross, and um, you know, just uh, Jennifer Holiday. And uh, I was able to go to Broadway. Like, one thing about going to school in the middle of Times Square in New York. Even though I'm from California, you know, so I'm like California, I'm a Valley girl, like whatever. Um, <laughs> but I went to school here in New York, and so um, during that, you know, the fame school hype, and so we were in the middle of 46th Street in Times Square, and we had one security guard, and she knew us all, and wow. like from the movie, the best hot lunch in the world. Like yo, yo, there were days hot lunch was popping, you know, it, it was like, I wanted to be on the hot lunch program, I was like, hey. because the hot lunch was that damn good, because she was in there cooking, you could smell it through the whole school, Wow. Um, and so, uh, you know, theater major, I came in in my sophomore year, so I had been skipped through junior high, through school, so by the time I got into performing arts, I was um, a sophomore. So I had a little less luxury than some people of the uh, crawl and crawling before they ran. I had to walk in in 10th grade crawl, walking and running um, because I didn't have that one year of formative um, tools, yeah. um, which interestingly enough was okay. Like I feel like I, I caught, definitely caught up. I was, I was taking acting lessons outside. Um, so both Jim Moody, uh, Anthony Apeson, Bill Britton, you know, um, Mr. Treitler, and uh, Marat Yusin. Uh, he was my Russian teacher in school, and so it was really interesting that I wound up then going to Russia and coming back, and I was like, I so get it now! <laughs> I understand Stanislavski like you don't understand! You know, in my 20s, well into my 20s, was a very, very different conversation versus not understanding his English when I was probably 15. Wow. Um, so <laughs> in the full of conversation, they rushed in. He was just like, this little black girl done done it. She done done the damn thing. You know? <laughs> 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 and I auditioned for Juilliard and um, because I was tall and brown and I was, at that time, I think I was more, oh, puffier. I was like a little, you know, a little bit heavier. And so somebody said to me, oh, you know, if you go to Juilliard, you're going to, you're going to learn to speak well, but you're only going to play the slave parts. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, uh, do I look like a famous slave? <laughs> right. Um, so to go back to um, United States International School of Performing and Visual Arts was like, yeah, I'm a, like, we're going we gonna, to we gonna try to do something different um, with that. And, um, so it was more of a, I wanted to explore the music, musical theater component um, because I was musical and so I didn't want to just be an actor. I wanted to keep my toe in the water and to be a triple threat at that time. 
was for me where I was seeking to go. Um, and again, I was already working with musicians and I was already in the music industry. Yeah. So for me, it, that wasn't where, you know, acting lessons were like $230 an hour. So it was uh, key and apparent that the young, you know, melanin dominant girl from California who lived in Queens um, needed to go to school for acting versus go to school for music. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into which is interesting. So like, uh, changing faces and toughy and like like there's tons of people that were in the building on the music side and like I loved loved and loved to go to gospel cards and it was my first foray into gospel music and learning how to belt and learning how to you know just use my voice in different ways and hear in harmony in a different way um, because nice. I I was raised very 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 Broadway very vanilla uh, very very opera our thing and. Um, you know, uh, black bourgeoisie middle class, and uh, <laughs> that you went to Jack and Jill. You learn how to walk. You learn how to talk. You learn how to set the table. Um, you learn how to, I know how to sew. I know how to crochet. I know how to knit. I know how to like you know. There's just some things that women don't know how to do anymore because we stopped teaching mm. at, at, at level and holding it important and holding it at, of, with, a, with a position of value, not because I'm just a woman, but everybody did it. Like we all, like my brother knows how to sew, like my brother knows how to cook, and like my brothers. And so, um, yeah, so I don't, like the values that were in this diverse neighborhood that my mother landed, that we landed in, not just my mother, but I was the fifth generation in my house. So it was crazy growing up. I was getting in trouble for every floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I heard in Spanish cursing is like it's 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 deep. I don't know. It cuts deeper because of the the. It's like a spice. It's so spicy on you. <laughs> Speaking of spice, because go ahead. <laughs> Scotch bonnet pepper. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got that. It's got that. It's got that. So free throwing is is a little bit different. It can cut you in like four words. Whoa. It's like you're like you like, oh. and then you gotta wait for the comeback because then you. Gotta- <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's next? <laughs> the feelings get real hurt, and you're like, whoa. Exactly. Wow. That's 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 interesting because that's actually gonna get us into a nice segue into you know the the premium and it, it's and and if you're listening, this is where you get to ask your questions and get excited and just feel the love and you know at the same time understand. And I've seen what would be the difference between a corporate private event and a public event because I have a follow up question after that. For me, like when I do one? Yeah, when you do it, like your experience right now in terms of like how you've been able to conduct it, because we're going to go to a big girl's bedtime um, book as well. So when you think about those two, how is it going <laughs> to... You said what? You all in the links. You all in the stuff. You know everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better when you hear it than you, you know, it, it's, it's, it's both. Um, so wait, so, so corporate, so corporate America by day is corporate America by day. I'm a, you know, now I'm a, you know, usually I'm either a chief people officer, chief people officer or a director or senior director. And now, um, I work for one of the first, uh, black female mayors in a all, a predominantly melanin city. And so for me, I wanted the opportunity. So it's Mayor Sean Patterson Howard. Um, I actually worked for the, the interim um, mayor. Uh, he appointed me there, uh, Andre Wallace. And then um, when uh, Mayor Patterson Howard was running, she then, you know, uh, had her transition team vet everyone and then uh, allowed me uh, to continue to serve at her pleasure um, to stay on throughout this, her, her administration. And of course, we got hit with COVID. So, um, you know, pulled out skills that I just, you know, didn't even know I had. But I did, I did, because we had. I've lived through the blackouts in New York. I've lived through the Grand Central blow up thing that blew up. I've gone through um, uh, 9-11. Um, so I feel like, you know, this is just another level of emergency in the like HIV outbreak when I worked in public health and other, other stuff in, in uh, other cities in terms of Africa and some other things that were going on. So I felt very uh, equipped, um, but this has been something that even you know the best of them didn't know how to how to operate, but I don't play those games. And so, corporate, I'm I'm, I'm not a policy police person. I believe in culture. I think that culture is a big part of of, of employers' responsibility to provide for their employees, even down to a municipality and, and city government. I feel like there are some things that city government can learn from from big business in a sense, and and you know, in terms of space, in terms of uh, get it, get it done. This, um, I think it was funny. We had a call on like free conference call, and I was like, "Does anybody not have a Zoom? Like, what, what, are, what are we doing? Like, what?" You know, <laughs> uh, you know we use them, uh, and some people had it. And it was just one of those things where it was just like, in government, there's this formality, and there's definitely a hierarchy. Um, but what she's been, you know, just really honing in is that we don't act as though there's this hierarchy in terms of silos. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really trying to strip apart what was done for many, many years to be able to create a level of what I call black excellence in, in terms of uh, um, leadership, in terms of governance, in terms of governing, in terms of, you know, bringing a city back to on its feet to being, because the tagline is called the jewel of Westchester. And so, mm. and that's 
I say all the time about the diamond on my hand doesn't remember being a piece of coal, um, and that's mine. Hit it, trademark. Exactly. Um, and so, <laughs> like, even if you're, even if you consider yourself a garnet or a ruby, you still get set with diamonds. So when your circle of friends has to change, don't get upset. Like, the universe is gonna bring you what you need to survive, and so. If you're gonna have more than one diamond, if it may be the setting change, then you have to change to be platinum to hold it, or you see yourself as the diamond. It, to me, it doesn't. The dynamic doesn't matter, um, but it is very much um, something that I've been have been doing uh, for almost anywhere between 25 to 30 years, um, which is scary because I started so young. But as well I said, I'm gonna live my life three times, so I haven't figured out what time I'm at, what life I'm on yet. Cause I'm gonna ascend out this bad boy. I'm not coming back. This is it. Cause I got my three. I got you know Eminem. Do not miss your shit chance to rock. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Like, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Ooh. So that's the corporate side. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And with the private events too, like, is that, does that change the scenery? Does that mean there's much more you can do with less time? Um, so it depends. So like if I'm doing, it depends on what hat, hat you know, you tell me to put on, what gala, what gala you tell me to drink my hair in, right? My crown in. So if you ask, if people want to, they want the musical side to me and they want a performance, it's one thing. If you want a intimate concert, it's another thing. If you want to hear me on Clubhouse or hang out with me on Clubhouse, that's been a new dynamic for me. Um, because when I finished my speaker reel, and actually it's funny, I'll send you. So I literally, Eric's sisters, I went out because I, you know, I had studied with Eric Thomas, the hip hop beat, the hip hop preacher, um, Ayanna, Lisa Nichols, Michael Beckwith. Uh, you know, so I had done all of the what I call the the, the my setup or my two step setup to to transition out of corporate America so I could be in my own practice, um, which is called Know Thy Sex to Know That, and now I've morphed it into Know Thy Sex to Know Thyself. Because what I realized is that people don't understand their own pleasure. COVID. Ooh, I can imagine. Oh, so I come off of doing my speaker reel, ready to go hit the touring circuit, ready to go do speeches in front of all these crowds, <laughs> and on the bench, coach. It's like, <laughs> okay, I just spent a fortune to get all this training on my side. It really, I believe that everybody should always buff their diamond and hone and get to the place of wanting to be sparkly or get to a place where you see different facets of yourself. And so I have probably spent, like some people would say, you know, they, they sort of, even like NDAs or love, that's fantastic. That's a course of study for me. Um, for me, it was more about certifications and coaching at a guru level to hone this diamond because the, the what I have as a gift wasn't business school. I don't want to ever do human beings again in that regard um, from a business perspective I'd rather hire some young MBAs who want this life um, to you know run my stuff like oh, I know I, I know what, what what the right and the wrong is and ethically I know how to set the tone and be a leader because it's not about me it's about what I have to teach the young people that do and so empire building for me was about stepping into my next level of Mastery, in a sense, and not not that I I, I want to be a master of anything. I want to be a consistent student, develop having the skills to be able to operate well. So people go, oh, you're very talented, and I'm like, mm, my talent is a piece of it. What you're paying for is my skill. Um, right. You know, so I can't sing. a lot of people can't sing. They're talented. Um, 
Beyonce is skillful. You know, Patti LaBelle has skills. Like Prince had skill. He could play every instrument and sing and dance and look good and be pathetic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And be pretty in fashion and be, you know. So, yeah. Um, I like skill. Um, James Brown once said to his band, and they were late and he cut them. And he was like, yeah, no, they're not coming to see you. I said, oh, oh, okay. I, I hear that, <laughs> you know. They're not coming to see you. Like, my, it's my name on that moniker, and I get it. And, and so in building the brand to really, you know, go and step into sovereignty for me and to, and to own what Lady Holly meant, like, back in the day, I used to be Hollywood. He was called me Hollywood the Fact, and I was from California, and I was really stuck on it. Yeah. And then one day, my, my auntie turned around, and she was like, California gonna fall off one day. You wanna be associated with an island or something that's gonna fall into the ocean? With the head, she did the head thing. Yeah, she did, she did the black girl head thing. Uh, and I was like, she was like, change the name. It'll have, it'll have greater longevity. And mind you, I did it in 90 something. So that was pretty Gaga. It's just that Lady Gaga came out you know, on the, in the chart and charted here in America before people knew what my name was, even though I had been singing on, on records and writing records and all that stuff. I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a good music business person at that time. I was a, I was in awe of the people that were. So all my friends that were doing it in it, I was a fan instead of being functional. You're right. Uh, you know, like my pop up is uh, Randy Muller from the Grass Construction, and one day he was like, Did you just, "Can you just sing the record?" He was like, "You're not auditioning. You got the part. Sing the record." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Okay, got it. Okay, you know." Exactly. Um, that's the difference, I think, in terms of talent versus skill. Exactly. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. I I, I really like that. You... <laughs> exactly. I, I'm even thinking now when you when you transition that into now like the story that you're able to tell and how you're able to put that into a visual mindset because someone's reading, someone's thinking, and you know some people don't really know about that pleasure, that that mentality, that knowing themselves they just think what they know is what they see but they don't really know what's going on within so lie so we're set up to be reactionary as things affect us so people who say for instance you get married this is not a diss on marriage this is a this is where people who don't value their marriage and the intimacy of the union of the people that are in the marriage. I'm not talking about poly, I'm not like, like we gonna stay right here, just the traditional marriage right now, because there's so many different layers. So, and I, and I handle them with my clients, but, but right now I'm, I'm talking about me. So from how it birthed, from my perspective was, you get so comfortable and familiar with someone that you stop doing the work. Mm. All of a sudden, if you didn't drink and now you, you know, have a little whiskey and a little beer every now and again and you get in the belly, it's like, what the fuck? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> what's the thing? I'm not conscious, what's what we're doing? Exactly. You know, all of a sudden, you, you know, you, uh, you know, potentially if you're drinking soda every day or you're not eating healthy, you know, your seminal fluid will change. You're like, mm, True. Cool. And you will know, and you will taste it, and you and you will be like, what what is going on? And you can't, you can't. It's right there. <laughs> like, um, I'm gonna need you to stay. I'm gonna need us 
if we're thinking about the fact that we said vows that take us into infinity and beyond, as Buzz Lightyear said, then you need to eat better. I'm preparing food for my family that is healthy. So where is it coming from? Because I am not here there, as I was a workaholic. I'm a, I am a workaholic. And so I would be traveling and my husband was, we kind of switched roles. And so he was home. And so it was like, so when I'm not there, are you like soda down, candy down? Like what's going on? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, right. you know, um, are you like watching a lot of porn? Like, you know, there were just, there was just so many. I was like, I know I'm part white, but I'm never going to be a white woman. So stop watching white porn because I'm not going to be that girl. Right. Okay, what you even if I sit in a vat of bleach, my ass ain't gonna be a white girl on the porn. I'm not gonna look like her. I'm exactly. not gonna look like her. So stop watching her. Watch black porn, at least. Like, hello. <laughs> exactly. Um, like, do what you gotta do, you know? You know, and, and, and for me, it's like, don't lose sight of what got you to the altar in the first place. Like, don't lose sight of the, the romance, the flirt. The, the boning, like don't lose sight of the frequency of your sex drive. Like, don't curb me because somebody got two, I'm keeping that toothache, but she wants something. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> like, you'll be fine. I'm going to stop watermelons out of a peach. So, like, hello. What you can do is continue that. Okay. Um, and, and, and so instead of using that as an excuse, we like, like humans like to live in yeah, but city, right? So we go, oh yeah, but, oh, I could do that today, but, oh yeah, I could do that, but, you know, uh, I wanna live in the now, I wanna get stuff done, I wanna execute, I don't like window envelopes coming to my house, so if it's a bill, I wanna get it done, get it out, cause I wanna be able to buy that bag, buy that thing, like, I, I, don't, I don't want that. Uh, like, responsibilities are responsibilities, but, you have to want to build an empire. You have to want to, you know, amass a certain level of income. And so I love these shows with, you know, Kevin Samuel and all these people. Hi, that you never give me a break. Half these brothers don't have never had like real women. They 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 got drafted or they've been in school so long. They are they have not been around women. They definitely haven't been around women like me. Because now they're post divorce. I'm a beach. So um, like they have not been around women so to, to say that yes they want to have children that's one thing but you don't have to marry to have children you need to be show up as a good father um that can't be the deal breaker for you 